welcome back to Cheeky Crypto. My name is Nick. And my name is Chris. And Nick, let's get into this light stream. <laughs> That's exactly what it is, a light stream. And um, so guys, before we get into anything, uh, let's just kind of uh, straight off the bat say, for some reason, YouTube is not sending out notifications. Um, yeah, we don't know why. So we put three videos out today, and uh, if you are lucky enough to, to come across those, fantastic. Do check them out there on the channel. Um, obviously, we put this stream out. Don't know how many notifications uh, have gone out for this one either, so um, hopefully this does reach a few people. Um, if not, you know, help the help the channel out here, help the stream out, hit the like button. That will tell YouTube to try to push it a little bit further, um, and that would really, really help um so with that being said you know if you do find this stream useful informative entertaining at times hit that like button we will both appreciate that massively and of course you know if you're new to the channel and you want to stay up to date with all those new cryptocurrencies the hidden gems of technical analysis and news then of course you can subscribe by subscribing apparently you'll get a notification and um, that'll keep you well informed of everything we do here and of course chris um you know why not? It's free. Uh, you'll stay way up to date, maybe, if YouTube send notifications. Um, right, I'm not going to go Let's on. Let's get on with much. this live stream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, guys, we're going to start off with getting into seeing what's going on um, with the crypto market. Um, we'll have a look and see what's going on there. So let's uh, let's jump on down to the desktop, Chris, and uh, take a look at that. Um, so coin market cap um, and market capitalization, $1.56 trillion dollars and of course for those who are a bit unfamiliar market cap is a really meaningless number um, that does not represent the real amount of money inside crypto it's just a way of kind of giving us a bit of a flavor as to where things maybe sit in terms of rankings what it doesn't do is tell you that there is currently sat in bitcoin 671 billion dollars that's not quite how it works that's just a notional value that if you were to liquidate every single bitcoin instantaneously that's how much money it would take to do it but of course we know the fact that as soon as you start selling some the price will drop dramatically that changes the market cap and ultimately there you go it is not um, you know how much money is inside a cryptocurrency and it's an important thing we see lots of comments saying you can't have a cryptocurrency valued at x because the market cap would be y um, and unfortunately that doesn't quite stack up that's not quite how market cap works so it's important just to to kind of remind people of what market capitalization is it's different to market capitalization of let's say a real company that's brick and mortars um, this is uh, digitalized it's basically a notional value of a cryptocurrency that's constantly fluctuating right with that being said there is trading volume today of 149 billion dollars um, and bitcoin's dominance is at 42.8 Ethereum is sat there at 18.5. And Chris, there is now 10,122 cryptocurrencies, a vast number of cryptocurrencies that are out there. Now, guys, it's important that you pay attention to the um, to the projects that you're investing in. Make sure you do thorough research into them, because ultimately some of those cryptocurrencies were only ever created to part you with your own money. So uh, your hard-earned money at that. It's important that you make sure that you thoroughly understand everything about the cryptocurrencies that you're investing in and do not just pay attention to one, two, three, or even maybe four different influencers. Um, sometimes they're actually shield or, or paid to shield certain uh, coins and um, you know, ultimately they don't have your best interests at heart. So it's important that when you invest, it's your decision to invest and you understand what you're investing in very, very well. Um, so with that being said, 
pay attention. There will be some rug pulls out there. Um, we've seen hundreds of them this year alone. Um, so make sure that you do that research. With that being said, of course, there are going to be some fantastic gems out there. And it's important that you do research on those too, because that's when you truly do see the value of some of these cryptocurrencies. Um, with that being said, I'm not going to do any more on that, Chris, just a vast number of cryptocurrencies ever growing. Um, let's take a look at, uh, you know, all of the cryptocurrencies that we are invested in. There's a bit of a list here. And uh, we'll start with Bitcoin here, 7.6% down today. Ethereum is down 9%. We've got Cardano at 8% down, 8% for XRP, 8% for Polkadot, 9% for Chainlink. You get the idea. Plenty of blood has been spilt. VeChain's had 9%, Theatre's had 13%, Algorand's at uh, 8%. Avalanche has taken an 11% hit, but Zcash has been doing okay here at 66 uh, In the green, in the green. So um, Hadira is 14%, Elrond's down 11%, Zilliqa 11 Harmony 11 uh, The list kind of goes on and on. There's pockets of green, but ultimately there's been a pretty bad hit across uh, across many of these. And I say bad, it's, you know, it's reflecting what Bitcoin is doing. Bitcoin is still leading the way. Um, it's leading um, the altcoins down the rabbit hole. So right now, uh, obviously, we put out a few videos earlier. If you haven't managed to check them out, do check the channel out. Uh, we'll get into all the stuff that's going on with those particular cryptocurrencies. Um, but ultimately, we are thinking there's potentially going to be a pretty pretty bloody, uh, you know, <laughs> weekend ahead. Um, and I think after this weekend, we should start to see some pretty good positive movement. Um, but I do feel that this weekend is going to be a bit of a, a harder one um, to swallow. I'm not expecting lower lows uh, pro previously uh, set against the uh, the already low area for things like VeChain. But again, there are some some also some support lines if that were to be the case on many of these projects. The other thing that's worth kind of pointing out today, Chris, is it is May the 28th. And, um, you know, loads of people are kind of talking about what the hell happened to AGI, right? Singularity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit of a, it's a bit of one of those, right? Um, this is actually quite a simple one to explain, guys. This is um, basically the launch of the AGIX. Okay, so ultimately, what's happening here is a snapshots being taken, and it's a one-to-one -one ratio being split across. Um, you know, or taking from AGI, where they're doing a new contract um, and basically getting rid of the old contract. So AGI should, you know, in theory, um, you know not exist i think and then agix will exist i think that's the idea here um i have got a link uh, which is this one here so this is all about the agi hard fork that took place today which is may the 28th which is why you're seeing this weird volatility it's shooting up between like 28 cent and and four cents for example um but basically this is all about to upgrade the agi across chain capabilities and they need to replace the existing ethereum contract um, and they need to do this by creating a hard fork of the old AGI, um, which will become obsolete. Um, and then there'll be a brand new AGI X token. Okay. And um, the snapshot is taken today. That's actually been completed. Um, and obviously then they'll be automatically airdropping the AGI X on a one-to-one -one basis to accounts that hold AGI um, in the snapshot. And there will be no gas fees to pay. Um, and it's basically all done for you. So there's plenty of scams out there. So you will need to pay attention that you, um, you know, to what's actually being you know, distributed here via Singularity Net, and not um, you know to any of those scams that are out there trying to get you to you know say you have to do certain things like move your cryptocurrency to certain places. None of that is something that you have to do. You're perfectly fine to just sit back and wait for your AGIX to actually arrive. Um, and again, to reiterate, um, right here, there's no need to pay any gas fees in the airdrop. There's nothing you need to do 
you'll just have to sit back and wait. Now, ultimately, um, in terms of this, uh, this is a 91 year distribution for the new 1 billion tokens that are being distributed. So for any of that FUD that's out there, um, this not going to affect the price. It's a 91 year distribution on the additional 1 billion. Um, and again, it's a one-to-one -one ratio between AGI, AGIX. Uh, and again, this will be interoperable with um, with Cardano's ecosystem. Okay, cool. Um, so all that's kind of really basic stuff. Expect um, you know your AGIX uh, to hit around uh, the May 31st, right? So Monday. That's what you're looking for there. Um, I will quickly drop this into the chat for you guys. Let me just copy that link and drop it into here. And um, for anyone who wants to read it a little bit more detail, uh, it's in there. Um, but otherwise, guys, it's a relatively straightforward process. Uh, don't fall for any of the scams out there. Just sit back and wait. Um, and basically, this is really exciting time for AGI and everything that's happening in that space. But Chris, anything you want to add on on AGI? Yeah, somebody's just put a, a message in in the live chat here. Is it now known as artificial intelligence, uh, general intelligence extreme? I like and that. I think it is. I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to refer now, to anyway. it now. So. <laughs> fantastic, awesome. fantastic. So, Chris, do you want to get into that live chat? See how everyone's doing. I know um, it's quite a lot going on in the space. So let's see see how people are feeling. Yeah, I think the first thing, Nick, uh, lots of people sort of talking about the AGI. We covered that already. Um, and silo, lots of people have been asking for an update on silo. So uh, is it possible to have a look at the chart, see what's cracking with with silo? I think there's a, a few people that have potentially been a, a little bit worried uh, with this one. Sure, sure. Yeah. OK, cool. Um, let's hope this works. Yeah, it has. Cool. Fine. So this is silo to the USDT daily chart and KuCoin is the data source. Um, so again, here we obviously have uh, the, the run to the upside. And obviously this one is incredibly volatile specifically just because it's low market cap and low, not a lot of money is actually flows into this particular project, right? So it's currently sat down here uh, with $12 million as a market capitalization. It's currently very, very low value. And because it's got very little money cycling inside it, it actually means that it's very volatile. It doesn't take a huge amount of, uh, of an investment to really move the needle, right? Um, so when it comes to, to silo in terms of, uh, of everything that's happening here, it doesn't take a lot of money to really push it down, but also to push it up. So it's more volatile than some of these other cryptocurrencies. With that being said, it's also because it's not on any of those major exchanges yet, um, it's on you know some of the slightly smaller exchanges, it means that uh, it's got a fewer people who actually potentially can discover it. Um, so with that being said, it's actually the perfect time for investing in these kind of micro cap coins, although they are slightly higher risk. Uh, so if you're, if you're more risk adverse, then this might not be one for you. And otherwise, you know, for me personally, I've got quite a decent position in silo and I'd quite happily ride this thing out for a few years. Um, and that's just my investment styles. So that's perfectly fine for me, but that might not suit everyone. And with that being said, obviously it has had the drop like many of these others. It actually had a double tap down here reaching this bottom. And uh, since then it has started to go back up, but found resistance just up here on that 236 area of the Fibonacci retracement tool. And since today it has actually started to pull back again. And um, I don't think this thing is going to drop down massively. Um, and my reasoning for this is uh, is that basically we have the 200 moving average just down here. That is something that we could potentially find a good support line on. Previously, the 100 moving average, this line here, has been a support down at this end. And um, so that's actually a little bit of resistance right now. So I think the 200 is going to be the support line for us going forward, um, at least in the, in the short term. The other good news here is the volumes are decreasing as we are decreasing the price. Um, and that's usually a positive sign that helps protect the price the best it can. 
Okay, and the other thing is that relative strength index is nice and low here on the daily chart. So ultimately bottoming this out, I don't think we're going to likely drop any lower than this. And then from here, there should be some pretty good opportunities to move back to the upside. We have got that major resistance still at 1.1 cent, which we kind of briefly got above before we had that correction to the downside. And again, you gotta bear in mind where we've come from to where we are right now or where we got to up there, right? So this is a pretty good run for silo as well. So right now, this is a pretty standard correction in line with everything else. I wouldn't be too concerned. Like I said before, it is a micro cap coin, which means it is more volatile. Um, you know, it hasn't got a lot of money actually in the space. It's a micro value means that it will move very rapidly in either direction. But the positive here is that it is so low on that relative strength index. The volumes are already nice and low. The probability is that it will move to the upside much more than it is to drop to the low side. So for Silo on this daily chart, it's not too bad and not too bad at all. And, and again, you know, it still follows many of these other patterns we can talk about, um, but you know, it has got some interesting levels that this thing can get to. And because it is so low value, uh, if people really do want to get behind it with all the fantastic news that's going on with staking and all that kind of good stuff, I can see Silo really, really pushing up and getting some fantastic numbers behind it. In terms of uh, the actual project itself, if I just go ahead and click on Silo here, um, and get some of the data for it. Um, ultimately, you know, it's got 2.4 um, billion in circulation. It's got 10 billion maximum um, circulation um, or maximum supply. That ultimately it makes it quite an interesting proposition, right? A 12 million dollar market cap for something that only has 2.4 billion uh, coins is definitely something to be paying attention to, at least in my opinion. And um, so this thing, when it gets going, it, I think this needle is going to move rapidly. And, and, you know, I think it's going to see some pretty interesting high numbers being achieved. If we think about, you know, maybe going up to some of these, uh, like, you know, nice round numbers like a dollar, it doesn't take a huge amount of money to flow into this particular project. The only major pitfalls for it really come from the fact that it's not on many exchanges. If I can just find the exchange area down here. So obviously Uniswap, uh, but obviously you're going to have quite high gas fees, so you're going to want to avoid that one. And most people are actually looking at these two top exchanges here, KuCoin and Gate.io. Uh, I actually used Gate.io, um, so that's where I actually, actually used to purchase my silo. Um, but most of the volume is actually going through KuCoin. So when it comes to KuCoin uh, and silo, I think that's probably the, the best place you're going to find some good volume. Um, it's $200,000 has gone through there today, So for example. So for, for me, I really like Silo. I think it's a, a nice little hidden gem that has potential. I think it's not going to do amazing numbers, um, you know, in terms of like the actual value of the coin. But being in at this level, um, able to picking up a, a reasonable bag that I have, I'm pretty confident that this thing is going to do well. Um, you know, and give me a good multiplication on my investment there. Um, so in terms of silo, I'm, I'm not worried about this. I don't think it's going to drop massively. I don't think it can drop massively lower. Um, and I think the upside is vastly greater potential than the downside. So for silo, I'm pretty comfortable with it. But Chris, what's, um, what's your thoughts on all of that? Yeah, really like this project. Expect it to do really well. I think you, you're right, Nick. It is volatile just purely on the, the amount of money that's... Uh, sort of invested in in silo currently but i think that would change over time you know it's not like some of the other projects where you're you're waiting for for, for a product you know they've got a product and uh, they've got a great team so for, for me it's one that's going to do really really well but it is super early fantastic super okay uh let's have a look see what else we've got in here you know, it wasn't there. until I was doing uh, live streams, Chris, or videos on YouTube that I realized I say the word fantastic far too often. 
<laughs> you do, <laughs> you do. Uh, and I think I say, you know, quite a lot. <laughs> it's one we'll of those, work on it? that. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Um, so One Harmony. So this is one that's, that's been called out. We did a video on, on One Harmony earlier today, so probably won't cover that one in, in too much detail. Um, but some great news, Nick. Some great news. Um, I think we've secured an interview with Harmony One. We're just looking to, to sort of lock down the date and the time. So um, exciting news, something that we've been trying to, to do for some time now. So hopefully within the next week or so, we should uh, should have that one uh, over the line, which is uh, something we've been, like I say, looking forward to, to doing for, for such a, a long time. It's one of our uh, big investments in, in our portfolio. So it's going to be great to sit down with the, those guys and, and sort of talk through everything Harmony One. Um, obviously, we, we, we're a validator, so we, we have a pool as well. So yeah, you know, we've got a good insight into to Harmony One. So really looking forward to that interview. With that said, we like to involve the community, uh, the cheeky community. Um, DM me if you've got any questions that you want us to, to, to ask on that interview. And, uh, you know, you can contact me on, on Twitter. Uh, or in the, the the telegram group right and um you know we can we can pose those questions to to harmony one so looking forward to that loads going on isn't there nick absolutely loads yeah it's going to be um some interesting stuff coming up yeah for sure uh okay it's a cozy chat today it definitely is <laughs> youtube uh it's not on our side today <laughs> it would appear it's wounding um but you know it's life um We'll get through it together. Um, right. Uh, what's happening with AGI? We've covered that already. Can we have a look at B Pro, Nick? Uh, B Pro. Uh, buh, 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 buh. He says, yes, we can. Let me find. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay, let's load this one up. Okay, guys, this is a BPRO network to the USDT daily chart, and KuCoin is the data source. Um, and again, we have the high point up here, and we obviously have the, the low point um, of, during the crash, right? Actually, when looking at this, uh, it's vastly different to maybe some of the other um, particular projects after the, the correction here. And we haven't actually had that huge bounce to the upside, right? There's still areas here that just haven't actually been taken out. We've got lots of progress still to do. And we actually are still hovering down in that low area towards oversold. And the volumes have also decreased quite nicely here to being basically non-existent, which is what you want to see when you're doing this to the price, because it helps stabilize. It helps slow down the momentum of the fall, right? Um, so we have a low relative strength index at 34, almost oversold. We have volumes that have decreased to the point where it's slowing the momentum of the drop down. Um, and so we do have a few things that we have to deal with uh, in terms of BPRO here. There is no guarantee that this here is, in fact, the bottom um, for BPRO. Uh, what I can see straight away, bear in mind, I do not look at this all that often. Um, we have a support line here that we were actually just a little bit north of. Um, but we also have um, you know, this gap in between these two things, right? So um, this is a gap that has basically not been filled. So there's a potential to actually drop down to this lower level, level here of 0.0025 just to fill this gap that's been left behind on the way up. Um, so it looks like we stopped short just up here um, without going any lower. That's because there's a couple of points of interest just over here 
as we were decreasing, we got a good bounce from. Um, but being the fact that we are low volume and low relative strength index, it's unlikely, in my opinion, that we'll actually come down to the 2.5 uh, also, 0 0.00252. Uh, I don't think this yellow line at the bottom is something that would actually end up filling. Um, so what I will do is I'll put on a box here just to be mindful that this is an area that at some point might need to be, you know, validated. Um, with that being said, you know, I think we'll probably end up bouncing down or, or moving up. And there's a bit of a trend line, although trend lines are usually the weakest thing to actually draw. Uh, there is a bit of a trend line just forming here. So we'll have to see if we continue this following this trend line to the upside. If that's the case, that should be a pretty good thing going forward. And again, you have something similar where you start drawing these trend lines in this direction. It kind of give you a bit of a, a, dis, uh, a triangular wedge forming here where you have a breakout event or a breakdown event. Um, so we'll monitor those situations for BPRO, see how that's kind of playing out. But like I say, these are generally the weakest things you can draw on a chart. And with that being said, we have got, of course, the 200 moving average just down here. This is actually acting as resistance right now with the 50 and 100 moving averages actually crossing over just at the top here and um, quite a distance away from the current pricing. So uh, right now we are below average if you look at the 50 daily or the 100 daily. And in fact, we're also below the average pricing for the 200 daily. So this isn't going to be sustainable to stay too low for too long. And um, specifically when you start looking at how low the relative strength index is and how low the volumes are. Once that sentiment in this market changes, probably in the next kind of few days, I reckon probably Tuesday, Chris, by the time the bank holiday weekend gets out of the way, and um, that we should be closer to this triangular wedge area here, that should mean that we'll end up with this kind of rocket shipped going a little bit further forward. Um, and the reason for this is basically you're forcing all of that pent up demand into a very tight area where trading is impossible. So you'll end up with basically just moving around and then having the breakout. And I think it'll be a break up rather than a breakdown because you're so low, you're basically oversold at this point. So unless you really waste this space here on the daily, which is just not going to happen, um, you'd have to I mean, I don't even think that's possible for such a short space of time, to be fair. Um, so I think ultimately you'll end up with just squeezing it and squeeze, getting squeezed, and then you break up to the upside. That's probably what I see happening here in terms of uh, of BPRO. Um, so with that being said, where are we looking to go? Well, the immediate problem is going to be getting above this red line here. And there's lots of consolidation in this area. Um, so this is definitely going to be the area that we need to have the most amount of focus on trying to push through. Um, so once you get past that, then you're battling this level. And again, this is another major one where we can see lots of resistance here and a little bit of support over here. Once we get past the 382, this comes in at about 2 cent, the 2.5 cents a little bit easier as is the 618. But this is where the battle really starts for BPRO. And it's at this point here, just below the six, uh, if I just actually get the right one there, um, just below the 618, um, this area here, up to just above the 786, this area is the area that you want to really have everything lined up for because it's getting above this area here that will mean that you'll have the best chance to really go ahead and take the price of BPRO much higher. Um, so for that particular scenario, you almost want to have lots of testing going on, lots of pullbacks, and then have everything lined up by the time you get there so that when you actually have uh, that moment in time where you're ready to break to the upside, you're still nice and low on your relative strength index, you've got nice and low volume, and then you can basically take advantage and move straight through this yellow box. Otherwise, you might end up in a scenario not too dissimilar to One Harmony, uh, which we covered in our earlier video. Um, if I just pull that up, yeah. Um, on this particular chart of a One Harmony, what you end up with is you go into this yellow box here and you run out of steam right? and you basically fail to actually push all the way through, which will then lead to 
break down from there. So what you want to do is avoid that. So when you come up to this yellow box here, you want to make sure that you actually have enough uh, momentum to continue that push to the upside. And for the case of Harmony here, you can see the momentum came up here uh, a little bit, but obviously as we had that huge selling pressure that came right the way down, and then that momentum continued, right? So the decrease in volume, the sentiment in the market wasn't there. So even though we pushed the price up a little bit into this yellow box, there was not enough momentum to help keep it and push it through. So it has to come back down. Um, so that's what you're looking to avoid when it comes to uh, BPRO. Um, to the USDT, yeah, KuCoin, there we go. Um, so yeah, ultimately that's what you're looking to avoid when your time you get up to this yellow box just here. Um, so hopefully, you know, that will be fine and we'll have everything lined up ready to do that. And from the current position right up into our yellow box here. And this kind of kickstarts things at about three cents uh, and all the way through to about four cents. So basically you want to kind of get through there and get a closed weekly candle above it. Um, and that's going to be the best position to be in for BPRO moving further forward. Um, but Chris, what's uh, anything you want to add for, for BPRO? No, nothing to add to that, Nick. I think, you know, covering the technicals well there. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Super. Okay. So a, a few comments here about ShopX looking like it's a dead project. I can tell you it's not a dead project in, in the respect that I know work's happening in the background. There's stuff going on um, between uh, ShopX and other protocols that are, are on Polkadot, for example. So there's lots going on. I think, you know, the the state of the market as it, as it is with some of these uh, projects with very uh limited funds involved in them uh, are gonna sort of probably get the brunt end of the the stick currently um but you know still really confident on this project i don't know if you align to that nick yeah look to be honest with you i think um, what they're trying to do is is definitely something that i can see add, adds value um, and therefore, I think longer term, this one's definitely something to be paying attention to. I really thought um, with everything that was going on with Splite, obviously ShopX, um, and what you have going on with Shopify and everything that they're trying to actually achieve, those two things coming together kind of makes a lot of sense. It's whether or not we actually see that happening this year that um, could be the only problem. And I know, Chris, you're saying lots of stuff is happening in the background. Um, and I think it literally will just be that catalyst, right? Once um, once they've actually built that, uh, that application to integrate with Shopify, um, to allow for the integration of inventory across platform, I feel that that is going to be the thing and the piece of news that really sends this thing off to the stratosphere. Um, so I, I'm, I'm super, I like ShopX. I think I can see true value in it. Um, it's a shame that it has dropped so much, uh, you know, even at this point, um, yeah, even I'm in negative money, Chris, and, <laughs> mm. um, but you know, I'm, I'm happy with, with Tropex. I, 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 yeah, I haven't really got anything negative to say about it. Yeah. It's certainly not a dead project. I think, you know, it's just one that's going to need some time to, to be quite honest. Um, perfect. And I think we've had a couple of, uh, super chats. I saw them scan up Nick, but I can't see them now for some reason. Um, yeah, so they're talking about uh, a project I've not come across before, um, Kinu. Um, not okay. sure if I am even pronouncing that right. Um, but basically, yeah, two super chats about the same project, uh, saying that they're very bullish on it. Um, so much growth already. Um, but I'm not familiar with this one. Yeah, there's nothing that I can see on uh, CoinMarketCap currently. Um, so maybe one we'll have to take offline and and take a look at Nick. Maybe. Uh, I don't know what it is. So yeah, I would have to really dig into it, wouldn't we? Figure out what's going yeah. on. Super. Okay. Um, can we have a look at Maker? 
one that we haven't really looked at. I don't think I've charted that on this new software, I, to be honest. I don't think you've charted it up either. Uh, and that's because I can't. That's weird. You should be able to. Ba, ba, ba. So MKI, yeah? Yeah. There we go. Took a little bit of finding, but we have got that. Um, let me just on sale today. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me find the right one. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, cool. So here we have Maker to the USDT daily chart. Binance is the data source here. Um, so this one is, yeah, it's not something I've charted up before. So this again is a daily chart, right? So we can just zoom on out. What I'll do is I'll quickly throw this onto our weekly um, so we can see, you know, the, the scale of <laughs> or the tiny little chart that it is on the weekly. So here we can see that this uh, on Binance at least um, you know, started off in July 20. Um, and obviously you can see what's been going on there. Um, so obviously I think it would have been a little bit lower um, so yeah, it's been an interesting few weeks here. You can see definitely the, the potential and the, the move up since January uh, and obviously the correction where we've actually come down to. Now, what's really cool here is we're able to just put this on on this uh, weekly chart. Um, so let me just get that a bit higher there. So we can see here that ultimately our correction level has actually just come to the previous support line and we started to move up from there. And again, this was a previous resistance over here, um, flipped to support, and then obviously we come back down to retest that support uh, and it started to move up again. So the weekly chart here does tell us a little bit more of the, the bigger picture. So here is actually looking pretty good. And what we'll do is we'll throw this down into our daily and now we have a good support line that we know has been working in the past. We'll make this a little bit bigger um, so we can see what's going on. So here's our support line. And we can see that's where we came down to. And what we can obviously do is throw a Fibonacci on from the high point down to the low point. Uh, and again, this then shows us some of those correction areas that we want to be paying attention to for Maker. Um, what we'll do is we'll throw on here as well our yellow box, which will be just below the 618 and just above our 786. This is the area that we want to be making sure that we push all the way through. Uh, any resistance found in here could see this thing reverse down. Um, so we want to make sure that we can get a good closed candle above this area, preferably on the weekly level. Um, so we'll add that there and we'll leave that in place. The other thing that's uh, quite easy to spot here just by looking at the chart is this downward trend. Now I'm not going to draw this uh, straight onto all of the um, uh, the wicks, the high wicks there, but you get there's a bit of a flavor here where lots of these candles are actually touching this downward trend line here. Now, obviously on the upward side, it has completely been invalidated. I don't think there's anything I could potentially draw here longer term from a trend line point of view. I mean, bear in mind, these are very basic trend lines anyway. And um, there's one potentially there. I wouldn't really call that a trend line per se, but um, we can quickly just throw this on and say there's something forming here. You can clearly see there's a downward trend. I think everyone knows that. And obviously you can see that was a bigger uh, upward trend forming as well. Um, so ultimately we can see that pretty clearly from the data here. Now, the other thing that we wanna be paying attention to is some of these other resistance areas as we uh, dive, dive into this, right? So straight away, there's one right there where we can know there's a peak up here. We also touched on it again for a double tap before really testing the lower level. So we know there's a limit up here that um, we most likely find a good support line if we needed to on the way back down. And again, this is something that you can see over here, right? So we had test one, test two, then we went through it, retesting it, moved back up, retested it, fell down a little bit lower, 
went right back up and it looks like we're going to retest this area here. So this is something that you want to be paying attention to as well. And again, pretty easy to spot on this daily chart. Um, so that comes in at uh, 3114.25. Okay, so right now we have got a bit of a battle. There's lots going on on this chart, right? It's got two key areas of support um, and they've both been working for us, right? Even though this one at the top here has been both resistance, has now also turned into support. At least that's what we're looking to do. The other thing that we can see in terms of Maker here is also the 50 moving average just above there. Um, that's actually just uh, below the 50... Um, 50% uh, retracement zone. We can see that just there. And we can also see that the 100 moving average is just on top of our support line as well. So this basically is going to be reconfirming that support area for us. So if we were to drop any lower over the weekend, we're most likely going to find good support on the $3,114 area um, as we have both our original support line that's previously resistance as well as that 100 moving average. I think that's going to be a really strong support um, and I'll be surprised if it break. If it does break, however, we obviously have our support line down here at 1,788. I don't think we're going to break down that low. And the other thing to bear in mind is the um, 200 moving average is also over here as well. So there's good support to be found on that journey to the downside. And there's plenty of different areas that we could look to find support as well. I think whatever, if we are to drop, it's going to be about 3,114. Um, and with that being said, we are already really low on that relative strength index as well. So things here are looking okay. And I think there's plenty of room um to grow rather than to to continue the down cycle um, but of course you know bitcoin is the one unknown in this element if bitcoin decides to uh, continue a downward trend as many call for this 20k or 15k uh, bitcoin um then ultimately you know that will have an effect on the market as a whole um or maybe even be briefly because not all altcoins um do move uh with bitcoin some do break away and uh they do not all necessarily break at the same time either. So there's things to watch out for in terms of Bitcoin. It tends to lead the pack, um, but sometimes some altcoins uh, defy um, that as well. And Cardano has been an example of that. We've seen um, Solve as an example of that. We've also seen Zcash as an example of that recently as well. So lots of coins that uh, basically say no, enough is enough. And that's because their technical data does not support going any lower. Um, and so when we start thinking about things being oversold, there's not really a huge opportunity to drop the price any lower. Um, so right now, I'm not too worried about that. I see, see support here at 3,114. Um, should we actually drop down lower? We also had that 100 moving average as well. So that's looking pretty good. And obviously we do have this area that we want to be cutting past, which means we have to get a closed candle above uh, approximately $5,400. Um, doing that would put us in a pretty good position to move the price of Maker much higher. Um, and again, we'll be taking a look at this thing, uh, potentially topping out towards that $21,000 area, um, which would not be bad, would not be bad at all. But Chris, anything else you want to add um, for Maker? Uh, only the fact that I think DeFi is going to be massive in, in the coming months, Nick. I really do. I think there's lots of institutions getting involved in, in you know, decentralized finance. So, you know, if, if you can find, and I'm not necessarily saying Maker is the the one, I think it's up there. But I think there are some, some you know, other projects that are doing very similar things. Um one thing I would say is there's obviously been lots of rug pulls around DeFi. So be careful, make sure that you're doing all your research and not just listening to influencers. Um, make us solid, right? You know, for, for that DeFi side of things. Um, but it is costly at the moment, uh, although it is on sale when you look at where it's been. So, you know, I think you can't really go wrong with Maker. 
um, really do like the project, like what they're doing. I just think there's some other projects where there's some money to be made. Fantastic. There we go again. Super. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what else we got here? Um, the graph. Can we have a look at the graph? Now, for me, there's going to be some more tokens in circulation shortly for, for this one. Yeah, so this is uh this is the <laughs> I really like the graph. Um I do too. But guys, let's let's get real about the graph for a second. Let me whilst um yeah, let me just see if I can find it. Um uh graph. Uh da, 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 da. what am I looking for? Oh uh, yeah, I know. Cause I know I have this somewhere. Um da, 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 da. I'm sure I can find it. There we go. Okay, where are you? Come on. Here we go. Okay, cool. Right, let me bring this up. Uh, okay, cool. So there's a five-year GRT circulation schedule um, by bucket, like cumulative, right? Um, so straight away, this is where we currently are in this zero to six month phase. Um, so when it comes to the graph, we've often said there's going to be an opportunity right at, out of the gate here. Um, and also after the next wave of, of tokens, right? So this is basically shows us the current circulating supply and then what the circulating supply is going to be after six months. Okay, so it, it's quite a, it's, it's a lot of tokens that are coming into play here um, right on, well, now it's it's basically june isn't it chris i believe mm -hmm. um if i get yeah, my calculations true. right so ultimately june is not necessarily the best time to be thinking about um about the graph in my opinion um so right now the graph obviously um you know from its kind of inception it, it went massively well right it's basically trying to be the uh, the google of blockchain if you will where you can query uh, currently ethereum but potentially many others right and there's a lot of queries that go on and uh, the circulating supply is is reasonable at the moment um but we are looking to basically i think it's almost like triple um the current circulating supply um by this point up here in six months so shortly just weeks away the circulating supply of this particular project is going to increase rapidly um so that will have an impact on the price potentially further than the current positioning here after that of course once that once that kind of happens and the price does have its pullback then there's going to be an opportunity to buy up again because I do feel this project has such potential long term to see some pretty interesting stuff going forward. Um, so I really like the graph. I think there's a definite use case there that has some serious potential. But I am concerned about, you know, putting in that much six months into a project. Um, so I'd be yeah quite interested to see how that kind of goes uh, in terms of that and um, wanting to watch the space. I will probably wait to see what happens. And if it does drop as my expectations are, I will probably be picking up a reasonable bag um, of uh, GRT um, because I do see long-term value in this thing. I mean, if we look at this distribution model after this particular hike here, 12 months in, it's quite small. It's pretty reasonable. And uh, there's a steady flow up to two years. And then obviously it's nice and steady from there. It's this initial period that um, that had me the most concerned when actually investigating the graph. So for now, we are where we are. Uh, and we, of course, can do the same exercise. We can go to those high points where before we actually had the fall, put our um, 
a Fibonacci retracement tool on here. And again, we can see those key areas that we're looking to target. So we can go ahead and grab our box and we'll just put that on just below the 618 and just above the 786. So we know the target that we're looking for here to go ahead and push our way through. We can also see that ultimately, you know, there is a breakdown. It is looking here quite low. Um, and is that a support line? Doesn't look like a massive support line. I think there's potentially a better one around here. Um, so let me just see if I can fire that in. Um, so what does that look like? It's about there. So that's an interesting line to pay attention to. So it's a little bit of a drop. So there might be some lower lows still to come here. Um, I don't think we'll end up going that low. So yeah, I'll be watching this one uh, quite closely. I like the project. I know you do as well, Chris. Just concerned over the circulating supply. Um, you know, if we are able to just continue that rally, I mean, we're already close to being oversold anyway with the graph. Um, it could continue the rally up and we could see some pretty interesting numbers in the short term as well. So I'm not too fast right now, but I am obviously very aware of the distribution for um, GRT and, you know, so, so many fresh tokens coming in. Uh, just weeks away now could be could be problematic for the price and keeping it pretty steady and finding good support it could basically tumble down during uh, during those new tokens uh, being issued into the into the system but Chris what's your thoughts on the graph yeah really like this project um I am going to be getting a really large position in this one but it'll be over time I think I'm just going to edge in cautiously uh to, to the market just to to make sure i don't get caught out i just want to make my money work um as hard as it possibly can whilst uh accumulating so yeah it, uh, you know me nick like the red days are my favorites uh you know those dips are, are the points where i like to cost average into the market um but yeah like yourself just conscious on on the the, the token distribution i just want to make sure that you know, if I'm putting money in, it isn't just going to go down uh, a week or two later uh, just because of that that distribution of tokens. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, for me, long term, uh, I can see this one doing really, really well. Awesome. Super. Okay. Uh, lots of people uh, asking about DSLA end of year. What are your thoughts on DSLA for, for the end of the year, Nick? I mean, I'm more long term on, on, on this particular project. I think... You know, going by use cases, like this one's definitely got like that that use case that fills a void in this space. I don't know if you align to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, DSLA is um, it's definitely something that I think people need to understand in a lot more detail potentially. Um, it has huge potential not just inside the crypto space but also outside the crypto space and um, so ultimately when we take a look at dsla it kind of um it kind of means that you're looking at providing this uh or, or providing support to risk adverse individuals in the space um, and there's quite a need for this in DeFi specifically but obviously um you know when it comes to service level agreements they also apply outside of this space as well um, so if um, we talk about, you know, making service level agreements cheaper, more, you know, more accessible and, um, you know, ultimately um, easier to to actually implement, then actually there is also the real world to consider actually adopting DSLA at scale as well. So I think, you know, you're right long term. I think I do see DSLA being absolutely fantastic player in the space. I think short term um, it's going to do well. I not sure it's going to be massive numbers. Um, it definitely has the cap capability of doing so. 
Um, I mean, there's a market cap at the moment, and I know I spoke about market cap being a, a ridiculous number that doesn't really mean anything, but it's 50 million, right? Um, so it just means that there is not a lot of money uh, actually in this project at all. It's tiny. Um, the current value is less than a cent, and this is where you know we like to look at projects for long-term value in terms of the chain, one harmony. Um, to name just two of many that we've got into at low caps. Um, but also, you know, thinking about what they're trying to do in the real world. And this is, this is, this could be absolutely pa massive, right? 7 billion tokens, maximum supply. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if this kind of, because it's already doing some pretty good in integrations, it wouldn't surprise me if it could move up towards that 50 cent area, maybe even up to a dollar pretty rapidly during 2021. Um, just based on getting, you know, listed on a few, you know, prominent exchanges and uh, getting some fantastic partnerships or integrations going for it. I think it could really put it on the map um, and that market capitalization will grow massively um, and very, very fast. So I do see this thing doing well in 2021. Long term, 2025, I could see this being an absolutely key player in making sure that, you know, your, your risk adverse, um, you know, needs are met and you actually are using, you know, service level agreements in a decentralized way for your DeFi protocols. Uh, this could be liquidity farming uh, or liquidity um, staking. It could be, you know, many different things um, to, to help mitigate against risk. Um, so this is something that I do think has true potential going forward, Chris. And um, I know it might not be the best year, 2021. It, I think it'll do well. Um, but long term, just like things like VeChain, like AGI, Cardano, the long-term prospect of some of these projects that were actually, you know, moving mountains in this space. I mean, World Mobile is another um, that will genuinely do do some fantastic things, Chris. Yeah, and I was I was just going to sort of touch base on on World Mobile because you know we we started up this channel really with like the the thought process and mindset of you know building generational level wealth, right? So we know that we're not going to build generational level wealth in this first cycle right some some of the viewers they may well do that right um but nick and myself we, we know we're not going to get that generational level wealth from from this cycle for us it's all about the next one um so you know we are looking at these these projects and um that perhaps aren't even live yet for example so we've we've looked at moonbeam you know we're, we're very big on cross chain we kind of feel like anyone doing cross chain is is a great long term as well as potentially short and medium term investments uh, as, as opportunities but world mobile you know it, it's sort of the the solid use case and tech and team um but with doing fantastic things in in the real world that's going to change people's lives for the better and you know we talk about cardano in in the same breath um so yeah really interesting obviously we've just done an interview with uh with mickey from from world mobile so we'll be dropping that shortly um but yeah really interesting project and one to definitely start researching guys and i we've got all our hardcore followers on today nick you know 343 of them <laughs> uh, so you guys heard it first um so yeah do do go uh do some research on, on that project and um yeah watch the interview because uh it's one not to be missed in my opinion i'm, I'm pretty sure you aligned to that nick yeah no absolutely um yeah watch for the drop uh you know 
visit the channel page occasionally, just in case YouTube decides not to send you those notifications. Um, but yeah, subscribe if you want to stay up to date with uh, all these new hidden gems that we're going to be discovering um, as we go forward. But yeah, you're right, Chris. We are after generational level wealth. It's not going to happen in one cycle, at least not for us. Um, it's going to be over probably a couple. And the next one is the big one, in my opinion, uh, before we really go into a mature market. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to, to seeing what's next in, in some of these projects. I do feel that DSLA is going to be, you know, a what is next kind of project as is world mobile, as is Cardano. All these things are going to do well this year, you know, but it's the next one that these things really start to, to really come alive. Um, and we often talk about what exit strategies are looking like when it comes to those kind of projects that we see longer term value in. And it is to sell some at the top, not all of it, sell some at the top or sell on the way up, I should say. Um, and ultimately park it into something like Tether, earn a passive income on the Tether, waiting for the price to recover or you know retrace down during the bear market and dollar cost average in at key levels and um, building a bigger position for the next cycle. It's not so much about just kind of cash it out into fiat, but it's about thinking about how we um, you know take our current positions and multiply them during a bear market. Um, and yeah, there's going to be some fantastic things going on, Chris. I think uh, a lot of key projects will, will end up uh, you know, performing well. Yeah, but you know, people that watch the show regularly know that you know I'm not just in the crypto space, right? Like, um, I, I'm in metal markets and and property and all sorts of different things, right? But for for me, you know, you've got to be aware of the amount of printing that the US are doing currently could potentially lead to to superinflation, right? So stay with us because our exit strategies might change slightly. You know, we might not park it into Tether, for example. We might look at metals you know various different places to to park your money to sort of uh sort of mitigate the the risk of superinflation and make sure that our money is uh, still sort of holding up strong when we do sort of take out some of these price points and and liquidate um parts of our position in some of these projects right so you know stick with us uh like nick said subscribe if you're not subscribed already uh hit that bell and then you'll be uh, notified whenever we go live but you know our, our mission is to, to to build generational level uh, level wealth so you know stick with us and um nick we've got a super chat here hi gents uh did you look into uh raven coin any thoughts um i haven't had the time chris have you had the time to look into it I really haven't, Nick. Yeah. Um, but that's all going to change, right? That is going to change very, very quickly. One more week, guys. One more week. One more week. And uh, there will be no more excuses uh, for, for us when it comes to, to coins uh, or projects, should I say, that you ask us to look into. Provided that I don't get like 50 in like, <laughs> like <laughs> one live stream or something. Um, but yeah. Like it's noted down we know we've got to look at it um but nick and myself currently both work full-time as well as doing the the youtube right um from thursday we say from the next weekend um <laughs> because uh, i'm gonna have a sore head on friday i think um you know we'll be able to look at all of these projects that we're we're not sort of uh invested in so yeah stay tuned um don't forget to mash up the like button show us the love uh helps push out the content a little bit further you know uh we, we need all the support we can get today it would appear um youtube not pushing out our content today uh with notifications and stuff every little like 
helps. <laughs> Absolutely. Super. Guys, if you haven't yet subscribed, do subscribe as well. You'll stay up to date with everything we do here from those new cryptocurrencies, the hidden gems, the technical analysis and news. Uh, it's free. You'll stay informed, supposedly. Uh, so why not? Supposedly. I have to awesome. either throw it out there because they're supposed to get notified. <laughs> I know. Um, okay, right. What else have we got? Um, VRA. Um, we need an update. Veracity. We need an update. I love that. Uh, we haven't done an update on this one for a long time, actually, to be fair. Yeah, I mean... Overdue. Um, yeah, we had the breakdown, obviously, uh, which is quite clear to see. So, yeah, let's get into in diversity then. Um, let me just try to get this in the screen a little bit because there's quite a lot going on. Let me, let me try to make this legible before I bring everyone over. Let's take a look. Okay, cool. Here is Versity to the USDT daily chart and KuCoin is the data source. And um, last time we were looking at this thing, it was actually at the top end up here. Uh, we said we were in this kind of descending, um, you know, trend. And ultimately we saw the breakdown of that pretty rapidly from here. Um, and obviously we can see that it has retraced down and found good support on the 200 moving average just there. We found um, some resistance here on the 100 moving average and the 50 moving average is actually kind of doing a bit of a U-turn just at the top there and looks like it's coming on the way back down. So we have obviously dropped quite a significant portion here when it comes to VRA. Um, and you know ultimately it's finding support on that 200 moving average as well as the 382 Fibonacci line. Now I'm going to take this Fibonacci off. In fact, I'm going to take everything off and just give us a fresh page to start with. Um, so here we can obviously see that run to the upside, which was quite rapid. And we can see that here, right? And we can see that the decline that's happening now. Um, and if we just go and shoot back here, we can see all of the history um, for VRA. And what's important is to actually sometimes take that weekly view um, so you can actually appreciate what's actually been achieved so far and where the correction currently sits. And the other thing you can do here is obviously just look at these other kind of areas where there is obvious resistance and support. So straight away, I'm just going to mark up a couple of areas that we can see that there is good um, resistance here, meaning we actually have turned it into support as well. Okay, um, so right away, we can see that this was a March crash here. Um, and again, this kind of coincides with the um, with the Elliott Wave theory as well. Um, and I know a lot of people ask a lot of questions about this. It's really complicated to get your head around. Um, I don't claim to be an expert in anything uh, charting, to be brutally honest, um, just things that I know over time. Um, so what we can do is we'll just throw on an Elliott Wave as far as I'm aware, uh, would be Elliott uh, Wave 1. Wave 2 would be coming down here. Wave 3 would be up the top end there. And then wave four will be somewhere down the bottom and then wave five at the top, right? So um, ultimately this could be the bottom, which we've currently experienced over here. And then wave five would potentially be out there, right? Um, so when we take a look at this, uh, at that kind of scale, we can see that wave one was from March crash uh, through to a peak up the top here. Um, wave two came down, wave three went right up, wave four, uh, and then wave five is yet to come, right? And when you look at it from Wave's point of view, at specifically at the, the higher level, it's quite easy to distinguish, right? But there are several rules that you have to pay attention to when it comes to Elliott Wave Theory. One, so Wave 1 here uh, is usually from your low point to your first kind of peak. Now, when it comes to Wave 2, it's usually 50 to 60% the length of Wave 1, okay? So it's a relatively... Um, you know, steepish kind of correction that happens after wave one. Now, the other thing with this is there's a, a two different ways that a corrective wave could happen. Um, it could be a sharp 
correction or it could be a flattish correction. So in this case, when we actually zoom in here, it's relatively flat, okay, as is wave one, right? We then have a very sharp increase on wave three, which is the longest wave in the yellow wave five, uh, in the five waves, right? So wave three is always the biggest wave. That's then followed by the fourth wave. Now, the fourth wave, again, is roughly about 40% of wave three. Okay, so sometimes it can be quite steep um, and it can be obviously sometimes flat. Um, so if wave two is flat, wave four is steep. And if wave two is sharp, then wave four is flat. Okay, so basically it just dictates how long it takes to actually have that correction map out. It does not change the 50 to 60% for wave two or the 40% for wave four. Now, wave four in itself cannot drop below wave one, which is why I usually draw these yellow lines on here to say there's a lower limit where a wave four could potentially go to, which would be the peak of wave one. It cannot go any lower. If it goes lower, it's not an Elliott wave at all, and it has to be invalidated and you have to delete it, start again. Okay, so in this terms, uh, usually it's gonna be up here for us because uh, you know 40% of this larger wave three, it's gonna be a little bit higher and north of wave one. Wave five is normally not too dissimilar to wave one, um, but it cannot be, so it can be longer than wave one, but it cannot be longer than wave three, okay? So there are some rules around wave five as well. Now, because waves like this, some people believe in them, some people don't believe in them, ultimately, uh, Waves are everywhere. There's waves inside waves inside waves. I generally just leave it at the top level like this. I don't want to get involved in looking at the how many waves were inside each with these waves, right? And start counting out all of the different kind of corrections. Um, personally, I like to just say, okay, we're in there. We can kind of see there's an ABC. I leave it at that. I don't want to get into too much detail. Um, because there, you can go into so many different waves. I like to go right up to the weekly and say, right, there's one there, there's one there, there's one there, one there, one there, done. Um, and then I can say, okay, there's an ABC inside wave four, for example, and I kind of know it's bottoming out. What I don't want to do is start drawing five waves inside each of these waves, and then inside each of those waves, there's going to be like an ABC, uh, et cetera, right? You can just get into too much detail. Um, so I like to try to keep it as, as top level as I can. And why is this important? Well, this is important for diversity because obviously we can see that we have had that correction come down um, in wave four. It's kind of getting to a pretty good level here and it could potentially drop a little bit lower. Okay, so typically it, it goes to 40%, but it can go much further than that as well. Like we say, it can go all the way down to this level um, theoretically. Don't think it will, but it's possible. Uh, and if we zoom in here, we do have this 50 moving average. So it could actually be that actually this 50 moving average is the area that we actually sign, start to find that bottom. And then we start to go into wave five from there. We don't know where the bottom is yet. And that's the hardest thing when it comes to trying to figure out what's next with these cryptocurrencies. Um, time's the hardest thing to gauge. No one's going to tell you a time. It's just daft. I don't think anyone's going to be able to do that. Um, but they are going to kind of give you a bit of a flavor as to what they think is going on looking at these technicals. Right now, uh, on this weekly view, it looks like we could drop a little bit lower. The volumes are also decreasing, so we are running out of steam. But there is room on this relative strength index to drop a little bit lower. We have that 50 moving average on this weekly chart. That could be a good support area. Now, if we go ahead and throw this into our daily, we get a slightly different view. Right, if I go expand this up, we can find that that 200 moving average is the support line, and we are already nice and low on our relative strength index, which actually means we probably aren't going to drop any lower than our already low area. So, you know, ultimately, you have to kind of look at these at different levels to understand exactly what you think is going to happen on both the, the really high top level stuff as well as the shorter time scales as well. And um, so, for me right now, I'm looking at potentially, you know, finding this uh, bottom here. Uh, on the 200 moving average, it might slip a little bit lower. It hasn't got huge amounts to fall um, because it's almost oversold already at 33. 
Um, and then obviously the upward swing um, could be pretty good from here as well. So a Fibonacci retracement tool from uh, a high just before we had the fall um, down. We can see some key areas here. I'll go and draw my box on just here um, below the 618 and the 786. And that kind of gives you a bit of a target where we want to go ahead and get above. So right now, um, the meaningful uh, areas are going to be around uh, 1.7 cents. Uh, we've got another little bit of resistance here. Um, just up here at about 2.1 uh, and then again a little bit around here about 2.6 before really getting into this yellow box and trying to push our way through. This is where the main work will have to happen um, and that's going to be the most difficult area to really push on through. Um, but Chris, anything you want to add on Versity? No, I don't think there's really anything that, that I can add to that, uh, Nick. I think you know you, you've covered that one well. Thank you. I, I just see I see lots of comments. You see, talking about Elliott waves and stuff like that. They're not easy to get. Like it takes a very long time. I I don't claim to know them inside now, but I can see patterns in data pretty easily. I think most people can, um, and you know you can kind of draw these things uh, reasonably well as long as you abide by the rules that are set there. You should be okay to understand what's going on uh, with these things. Yeah. Any comments on the potential death cross, Nick? I do not know. <laughs> What about you? Any comments on the potential death? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't sound good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 very messing. Like, look, like uh, do I think we're going to get that? No. Um, look, I, I just think this is just part and parcel of what's to be expected in in this this cycle, right? Like, we we've had a few pullbacks. I don't think this is anything more than than that. I, I expect us to to go to all time highs. Look, and, and you know. This isn't just us talking about like going to all time highs, right? Like, you know, potentially so, so, some other YouTubers, you know, we're, we're working with uh, experts in, in finance, right? Um, in, in Invade, and they're aligned to, to this way of thinking as well. So, you know, it, it, it's one of those for, for me, I expect higher highs and. I think this is just part and parcel. We talked about this back in 2020 uh, in in the lead up and into to the run, really. And uh, we, said, we, we said to expect these sorts of pullbacks, right? This is expected. And it isn't for everybody. We get that. And it depends on, you know, what point you got into the market, right? Because, you know, there's going to be people that got in much later than, than ourselves. And, and that's fine but they're going to feel it more right in their portfolio seeing that money you know sort of dwindle down to to a much lower level than than perhaps what they invested right um so yeah it's challenging i think it depends on on your mindset and what you're looking to to achieve personally and you can tell me whether you align to this nick but you know if you're you know you're looking at a project you you believe in that project it's solid the fundamentals are solid and you know, the use cases is, is is great. They're changing people's lives for the better. Um, the tech is great. The team is great. You know, they've got the credentials. You know, LinkedIn is your friend when it comes to to looking at teams. Look at the, you know who they've worked for previously. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not difficult to know a a great team. Like how, you know how how great a team is if they worked at like Google, uh, Microsoft. Amazon, you know, you, 
the likelihood is, you know, as long as they weren't there, like, you know, two weeks at each, each post, that the likelihood is they're going to be pretty, pretty good at what they do, right? Because, you know, these aren't companies that are easy to, to get into in the first place, particularly in some of these positions. So, you know, if you've got that, the team's solid, you know, it doesn't really matter what the price is. If you believe in the project, the team, the tech, and where they're going uh, and what they're trying to do. And, and and that's my mindset, right? It's like Cardano. You can hear all the FUD. I mean, China have tried to ban cryptocurrency since 2013. I mean, yeah, like, come on. They're about to do their own CBDC, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that the comment, you know, referring to a death cross is about Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, I have to assume that is what it is. And, mm. you know, yeah, sure, it's going to be problematic. We kind of have said this. Many people have been talking about how uh, Bitcoin potentially hasn't bottomed out yet, right? Um, but again, we are looking at, um, how do I put it? Like, you're looking at Bitcoin. I could probably bring it up for a second, actually. Um, right. So here we have Bitcoin, right, to the USDT. This is just from Binance, and it's the daily, uh, sorry, the hourly chart. Um, the problem that we have with the death cross is from an hourly point of view, you can see it happening just here, right? It's about to cross over the 50, moving across the 100, uh, sorry, across the 200. And yeah, generally speaking, if we shoot on back, uh, we can see it happening uh, over here. I think it's over here somewhere. Uh, would be surprised if not. Yeah, so it's right here, right? So we have the cross and then we fall down, right? We fell down after having the cross. Um, and again, it's something that you saw up here. Uh, so it is something that happens. You You kind of expect it. Um, but this is on the hourly chart and we look at where um, the other technical indicators were at this time, right? So here is the cross just here, right? Um, where was the market at this point? Well, actually, when we're getting that cross occurring, um, we were actually a little bit high on that relative strength index, right? So it was a reasonable level. And what does, that's actually quite an important thing just to remember, because when we start taking a look at the cross over here as well, we had the cross, we were actually really high on our relative strength index, okay? Which meant there was a huge amount to fall, right? You could go all the way down into oversold. Now, if we take a look at where we currently are, where this cross is about to happen, which is just here, um, where are we? We're actually already incredibly low. So what do we think is gonna happen? Do we think it's actually likely to fall down to a lower low? Um, you know, and that's quite a significant fall, okay? That's coming all the way down here um, from its current position. Or do we think actually we'll just enter back into this red box, um, which is probably the most likely scenario because there's not a huge amount of room to actually fall down. Bearing in mind, this is the hourly. This isn't even the daily, right? The daily hasn't got this cross. It's just on the hourly. Um, so right now, this is literally just looking at uh, potentially falling down into this red box here, which would be not a new lower low. So on that regard, actually, then there's still this upward trend forming. Um, and I can go ahead and throw this onto here. We could say, okay, What's the likelihood, guys, that actually what will happen is we'll get this cross because, you know, it's going to happen. We can see it's going to happen. Um, and actually, Bitcoin only falls down and finds support on this trend line to the upside. It hasn't set this new lower low that was kind of being expected, right? So, um, yeah, I think ultimately, watch how that space works. We can't drop down that low on this relative strength index without getting some serious buying pressure coming back in for Bitcoin. Um, so I think this trend line is most likely going to hold. I'll be surprised if it even falls down to this level down here. And I'll be incredibly surprised um, if it falls down um, below that lower low without first correcting this relative strength index. You know, So ultimately, i.e. fall down here, 
move the relative relative strength index all the way to the upside, almost overbought, and then it can fall down. Um, so it won't be one swift, uh, you know, drop to the to the low, to the downside. I think we'll have to watch that space. And again, if you take a look at it on the on the daily um, here, we can see. Um, if I actually, uh, where are you? Uh, yeah, so up here is the 50 moving average, and down here is the 200 moving average. So from a daily point of view, it's nowhere, nowhere near um, that kind of scenario happening yet. So um, it is just the hourly, and again, those are really small micro uh, timelines to be paying attention to. I don't tend to pay attention to uh, the lower stuff so much because um, ultimately, you know, as, as a, a kind of a, a looking at that big macro picture, we know where we are in terms of our um, stock to flow model, right? We know we haven't peaked out yet. So we know we're not going to completely fall off uh, off a cliff yet. And uh, this is just something that's happened here, here, and over here, right? During the correction, this is something that happens every bull run. And uh, we also know that Bitcoin's dominance is doing what it's expected to do as per the previous cycle as well. So, you know, when I take a look at this on a lower time scale, I look at all these other things, right? We see the momentum falling. Okay, so we can see here that the sentiment is, uh, is, you know, it's dropping, but there's not going to be a huge amount of momentum in selling pressure. We already know that we're nice and low from a relative strength index. When this cross happens, oh, yeah, we're going to drop. We're not going to drop too far, though. I think we're going to find good support, um, again, in those familiar areas that we've been down in before, uh, as this is an area that we bounced from here at 31K. It looks like we might be around 32 to 33K, um, and then you'll probably find that's where you end up moving back from. So for me, uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I'm not overly concerned uh, on that. But, you know, we have been saying all day, really, that we were expecting this weekend to be a bit of a bloodbath, um, you know, ahead of uh, going into the fresh week. But Chris, anything you want to add on that? Uh, the only thing I'll add, Nick, is I've dropped a link into to the live chat uh, for Glassnode, which for anybody that doesn't know is a really good website that you can utilize, uh, particularly to to look at um, Bitcoin going on to to, to exchanges. Right, um, this is one thing that you know a lot of people missed, including ourselves. Um, that there's an option on there if you sign up to to see the the amount of uh, Bitcoin that's moving on to exchanges, which would have been really handy to have um, spotted before the big dump, right? So one to 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 perhaps have a look at, guys. Uh, keep yourself safe in in the market. You know, we always say follow follow the money, and uh, this is a great website that enables you to do that, right? Um, but you know, everything that you say, Nick, completely aligns uh, with my way of thinking in the respect that the bull run is still the bull run. We're not in a bear market. And I know we're talking about, um, you know, sticking around in, in a bear market because we think that's where the generational level wealth is actually going to be built up, right? Um, you know, but th that's a coincidence. We're not saying that because we think that this is a, you know, bear market, for example. We're saying it because actually our thought process was, you know, in the next sort of couple of months, we'll be peaking out. Um, but obviously now with what's happened, it looks like it's 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 a slightly different um, sort of process to, to what we initially thought. So it looks like it's going to be strung out a little bit longer, but that, that's a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Super. Um, and there's another super chat here. I love this. Def Cross, Meth Boss, Dental Floss. I don't care. Vet to $30. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> um, Perfect. Um, just would like the alt to recover nicely and go parabolic. Expect it to happen. We do. It's one of those. I think it's uh, just part and parcel of the crypto space. Anything you want to add, Nick? 
Um, no, I think, you know, we do expect it to go parabolic. So I was just reading Ollie's message there in the live chat, Chris, about how Bitcoin's dominance uh, didn't rise uh, as high as it was, you know, pre uh, bull run for 2017. Mm. Yeah, it's something that you expect when more altcoins enter the market. Okay, they all take part, uh, a slice of the pie, right? So if um, there's only two projects at the, uh, you know, uh, at the start, let's say it was just, um, let's say Bitcoin and Litecoin, let's just say there were two, right? Um, and Bitcoin had 90% of the share, all of a sudden, a third comes in and takes a, a decent chunk of the pie. It doesn't mean that money's left Bitcoin. It just means that fresh money has gone into a different project. So the more cryptocurrencies that enter the space, Bitcoin's dominance actually starts to, to decrease a tad. Um, and obviously, we're increasing quite dramatically, um, you know, day on day with the number of cryptocurrencies. So come the end of the bull run, I'm not expecting it to be the same height. Obviously, there are serious amounts of rug pulls and things like that. But there's also some legitimate projects that are launching and getting out there. We're seeing a lot more with Polkadot. Uh, we're seeing, um, you know, Cardano's ecosystem getting built out, new projects going there. So I am expecting ultimately um, that, uh, you know, Bitcoin's dominance will eventually become, you know, lower year on uh, or bull run on bull run, right? So you start to see a bit more, um, you know, a steady kind of flow in terms of dominance level when it comes to Bitcoin over time. Um, again, you know, this is a, a baby market ultimately. Um, and until it goes into a, a more mature market, you won't start seeing, uh, Bitcoin's dominance being, uh, you know, majorly affected, but you'll see it, you know, slowly, slowly, um, you know, dwindling down a little bit. Yeah, but um, you know, I think Wayne Wayne's mentioning in in the live chat here that you know it'd be better for for the Cardano launch of Gogan and and all that sort of stuff, price discovery wise, and y yeah, you're gonna have some some other wonderful projects sort of. Uh, sort of coming to life uh, around those those time frames as well which is you know it's, it's life changing for for many across the world some of the things that that are happening and it's uh it's great to be able to to invest in some of these projects that are actually you know changing the way people live their lives for for the better and um yeah it's like a it's it's a twofold sort of thing for for us it's um you know it's definitely that changing the world for for, for the better isn't it nick yeah absolutely um yeah but chris i think we've been going for about an hour so uh, we yeah. probably should think to bring the stream to a bit of a close um so guys hopefully you have found this uh, stream useful informative uh, if you have uh, maybe even entertaining do go ahead and hit that like button for us we both really do appreciate that and of course if you happen to be new to the channel and you want to stay up to date with the new cryptocurrencies the hidden gems the technical analysis and the news then do go ahead and subscribe to the channel by subscribing you will be kept up to date with everything we do here it is free you'll stay well informed so why not i mean you know, I say well-informed if YouTube sends those notifications out. I'm not going to, I'm like a dog with a bone. I'm not going to let that one go because it just irritates me. Um, but yeah, guys, do subscribe and we'll try to keep you up to date with everything as we see it. Uh, with that said, we hope everyone has a fantastic day and uh, yeah, we'll catch you all in the next one, guys. Yeah, take care.